happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and for the next hour, I'm going to try not to lose my voice while we talk about anything and everything soaps. Now, this is the first live show since the daytime Emmys. I assure you, not having a voice has nothing to do with what happened in Las Vegas, but this is your opportunity for one final chance to talk about everything that happened on the 37th annual daytime Emmys. So I'm opening up the phone lines to you so you can help me save my voice. The number is 866-472-5788. I'll be sharing some of my personal thoughts on the winners, the non-winners, the fashion from the red carpet, some behind-the-scenes gossip, and of course, as I said, I'll be taking your calls. Uh, It was very important to me to get back here. I missed you guys last week when we did the Encore episode with Brie Williamson and Melissa Archer, who will actually be talking about her red carpet wear in just a little bit. But I wanted to make sure that we got back here with a live show, and since it's the first live show, I figured what better way than to make sure that we finish off the daytime Emmys. I am going to the phone lines now. We have our General Hospital Two Scoops columnist, Tammy Lou, on the line. She's going to probe and ask questions. I know she has questions for me. I have questions for her as well. So let's welcome Tammy Lou to the show. Tammy Lou, welcome. So you said you had some backstage (laughs) gossip, and you know that I love gossip. So (laughs) what good juice do you have for us today? Well, you know, the daytime Emmys are so interesting in it brings everyone together for one night only. You really never know quite what's going to happen, particularly when you have people who've been on shows together in the past, people who maybe like each other and, and cross paths. Uh, I was interviewing John Driscoll, who was a guest on our show a, a bunch of whiles ago, mm-hmm. uh, back in the teens of the episodes. I think we're at 27 now. And we're sitting just having a very nice conversation about video games, of all things. And Stacey Hyduke, who plays Patty and Emily oh, yeah. on The Young and the Restless, and formerly Hannah on All My Children, came barrel behinding, uh, we can say at, barrel assing down the red carpet, <laughs> pushing people out of the way. And jumped on his back. Like Apparently the two of them knew each other. Uh, I'm guessing so. <laughs> Apparently they, they know each other from the young and the restless. Uh, and, you know, sat and, and she said, you know, what are you talking about? We were live on camera. I have the video to be processed. And, you know, she tried to bluff her way through talking about video games. <laughs> um, it didn't go over very well. Uh, we talked a little bit about you know, her new job at Days of Our Lives now that she's been let go with the Young and the Restless. I'm sad about that, by the way. I thought she did a great job, and I'm sorry to see her go. You know, I still think that a lot of people are surprised that she didn't get an Emmy nomination. Well, I am, too. She played two characters very distinctly and very well, so it's kind of a shame that she didn't get recognized for that. Normally, that's the way to win an Emmy, not just to get nominated. I mean, you have to oh, look yeah. at... Oh, uh, yeah. Let's, let's go back. We have... Erica uh, Slezak. David Canary, yeah. uh, Martha Byrne, uh, also a guest, former guest on the show. Uh, it seems to be the way. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, but since we're talking about, we don't know what happened. 
I know that as a general hospital fan, you're still scratching your head over, I'm guessing, some of the wins, but probably more than any, the outstanding drama series. Oh, yes. I mean, obviously, The Bold and Beautiful had that great, beautiful storyline with Betty White, and it was very moving. But the show as a whole, <laughs> I don't think could stand up, you know, measure by measure to the, to the things that we've seen on General Hospital in the past year. So, so that one kind of like, what? You know, just completely head-scratching, as you say. Well, here's and, the thing, and it's really hard for people who watch the Emmys, who maybe don't listen to all of the technical speak and, and to, to really go on it. The main thing that people have to realize is that none of the Emmy winners are voted on for their work as a whole. They're voted on for one single episode. It's technically two in the right. case of The Bold and the Beautiful because it's a half an hour show. So the voters, A, many of the voters aren't really up on all of daytime. So they don't know what's going on and they don't know the, the nuances and they don't know the backstory and, and all of that. But they're specifically told that they're not to use anything else you know, what happened before or after the scene that's submitted, which is one of the reasons that people don't want members of the media, the soap press, to be voters, because they don't want us drawing on maybe what someone did in another storyline or thinking, okay, this wasn't this person's best work, but I know that they were great the rest of the year. Right. So and the it, actors are the ones responsible for picking which episode they, sh they send. Is that correct? In many cases. I, I think for some... Uh, I talked to Julie Berman, who was an Emmy winner and also a guest on this show, and you know she knew. She told me that she knew the episode as soon as it happened. She tucked away the script after she was done filming and knew that she would later on go on and submit that episode unless something even more amazing happened. Uh, some people actually will sit with executives from the show and they'll help them pick it out. You know, I, I know Chriselle Staus. Uh, I don't know if she meant it fully, but I saw her on Twitter. She actually asked fans to let Were there her know ideas or, yeah, to if there was anything that, you know, any scenes that stood out in their mind in terms of, of submitting. Now, you know, certainly that may have, have weighed in there, but you know, who else but the fans who watch the shows every day and know what's going on? I think, in fairness, the bold and the beautiful probably deserve to win for that episode. Maybe not as, as a whole, as a lot of people, even some B&B &B fans are saying, but for those episodes that they submitted. No, th that was a beautiful storyline, and it was so well acted. I mean, I, I cried my eyes out. It was, it was very moving. But it, it's hard as a viewer who watches the show every day to compare two shows when you know one show is strong you know, on a regular basis and one show is strong occasionally, so you feel a little slighted sometimes right. for your show. But we have, there's some calls that are coming in now, so we'll finish some of our rest of our discussion. Okay. But let's welcome in a couple of people here, one at a time, hopefully. <laughs> We're going to bring in Jeffrey from Florida to see if Jeffrey has some thoughts on anything uh, Emmy-related. So, Jeffrey, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing well. Um, I've been pleased with uh, The Bold and the Beautiful when I thought uh, the strongest of the... Um, Drama nominees was General Hospital, but uh, you know it's it, it's definitely um, been a, it was a great episode. Um, I was just very pleased that Mara West got her recognition, and uh, you know I, I thought she gave a really brilliant year 
but the intervention episode was, you know, very, very strong. So I actually think she had better uh, really? episodes what do you, than that one. What do you think was uh, a better episode specifically, if you can think of one or two? You know, it, it's not that I actually have, that I remember the actual episode. It was just that it was so beautifully written. And a lot of that has to do with just the nuances of the whole uh, Jack and Carly mm-hmm. uh, situation with Janet. And, you know, it's, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the writing. And, and I do feel like uh, the Lord Hearns at least gotten the, the writing award, but um, maybe next year. You know, Jeffrey, I actually, beyond the win, uh, I was really torn in the lead actress category. I thought that any of the five nominees could have won, but... More than that, I thought that Mara West's acceptance speech was extremely touching when she let it be known how happy she was not only to win, uh, but also Michael Park winning, which she said was enough for her, and then acknowledging her daughter who was in the audience with her. That was very sweet. I saw that also. I thought that that was really, really nice. And even backstage, they were inseparable, and uh, it was just cute to see her daughter backstage in the press room, uh, Kate, said that she didn't remember anything after seeing her mommy go up on stage and get her, her Emmy. So it was, it was actually really uh, a really nice experience. Now, before I let you go, Jeffrey, I am going to ask a question of all of our callers this week. If you were to win an Emmy or any other award, who's the fir- what, what is the first person that you would thank uh, upon getting up to receive your award. Hmm. Are you asking me this now? <laughs> yes, I'm asking you right now. Congratulations, <laughs> the outstanding yeah. caller of you know, uh, 611 to be my mother. Okay. Um, so has she made uh, me my love for daytime drama? Um, mm-hmm. And she did this really funny thing that I always um, tell people the story. It's, it's short. Um, when there were no VCRs, I used to get her to take a little mini cassette recorder and put it in front of the TV when all my children came on. I I I love that story. Yeah, I would come home from school and I would lay on my bed and I would listen to the episode and it would, it was just like listening to radio Radio. back in the thirties. So, um, and out of that, you know, when you're listening to a soap opera rather than watching it, um, your imagination goes wild because you don't know what's happening. And uh, so that sort of instilled um, my, my great love of soap opera. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on the Emmys and on your Absolutely. acceptance speech. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. Well, Tammy Lou, we are coming up on a break in about two minutes. But okay. Before then, we can set up some of the stuff that we're going to discuss Later, I'll tease you a little bit about that. Excellent. Uh, I have some really cool reports from the Emmy Gift Lounge where there's some really exciting products that have a Are you now in possession of those products? Actually, no. Uh, (laughs) The press really doesn't get the products, and the the product that I get I give away on SoapCentral.com as part of our Emmy extravaganza. But I also have some stories about what soap journalist was spotted cavorting around a casino and roller coaster with members of All My Children. <gasps> okay, I'm ready for that one. And, you know, more fun red carpet stuff and more thoughts on the winners. So if you're game to stick around, Absolutely. we're going to take a quick break. 
But we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live and possibly more of my voice after this break. (laughs) Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. We are back with more of the What Happened in Vegas Didn't Stay in Vegas edition of <laughs> Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm joined on the line by Tammy Lou, our General Hospital Two Scoops columnist at SoapCentral.com. Tammy Lou, thanks for being on the show this week. It's my pleasure, Dan. Now, we have uh, callers Emily and Steve that we're going to get to in just a couple of minutes, but because it is a Las Vegas edition, 
uh, of the daytime Emmys. I'd like to give a little tawdry <laughs> and horribly bring it, Dan. Horribly graphic story <laughs> uh, about something that uh, I encountered in the daytime Emmys gift lounge. Brace yourself. Uh, I'm ready. So. As folks know, every year I try to find what the hottest items are in the Emmy gift bag, and there were actually a lot this year. Uh, but what I try to do is I try to get samples from the vendors to give out to people on SoapCentral.com as part of our Emmy coverage and, and contest. And there was something called a Brahmi. It's not a bra. It's not a cami. It's a Brahmi. <laughs> okay. Well, my concern in giving it away was that I didn't know who was going to win. So you can't, from what I'm told, you can't give someone a bra if you don't know what size they are. <laughs> so, so were you asking people for their measurements? And <laughs> well, no. Uh, so I went over and I was talking, and it was it was actually a really interesting product, and a lot of soap stars were using it on the spot. Um, the woman who created the product, her name is Kelly. She asked me if I was married. I told her that I wasn't. And she said, well, what about your mom? What size breasts does your mom have? <laughs> and first and did you know that offhand? I was horrified, first of all. I thought, oh, this reminds me of being little and standing on the edges of the, the, the department store where my mother looked for bras. <laughs> and then, uh, while I was sitting there not answering, she looked at me confused and said, well, does your mother have heaving jiggly bosoms or is she smaller? <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, this is horrible. <laughs> Did you get an image stuck in your mind that gave you nightmares? Or? Oh, I haven't slept. That's the secret of why I have no voice. I screamed in horror. Uh, fortunately, her husband was a really good sport, and he looked over at me with a sympathetic look and said, don't worry, we'll pay for your first therapy session. So, oh, my gosh. It was, so apparently she's done this to other people. I mean, she, you know, she was so in business mode, and I'm, I'm completely there with her. When I'm focused on business and trying to sell ad space on subsidy. I'm, I'm totally in the zone. Right. Uh, so she didn't even, uh, in her head, I don't even think she realized that somewhere along the line this might scar me for the rest <laughs> of my life. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. But we have... So did you give a Brahmi away? Well, in fairness, I had someone call my mother for me <laughs> and ask her what size bra she wears so that I could get her one. Um, but the, the contest winners on the site will get a gift certificate so that they can pick uh, their own size, their own size and color, and they have glittery ones and sequin ones and animal. Pre- it's, it's, now it's, I want one, and I'm not going to tell you what size. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hopefully, our next caller, Emily from New York, we don't need to know her size either, but we'll welcome her to the show anyway. Emily, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, Emily. Oh, she hung up. Emily, are you there? <laughs> um, every year we have the same story that no network wants to carry the daytime Emmys, and then so far we've been lucky that one network will pick it up. But it's always like, oh, you can only have three hours, and everything is cut short. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, like, do you know why the networks feel this way? I mean, there's so many Absolutely. people that love their daytime stories, and we want to see our Emmys. I mean, why do they make us? put us through this every year. Well, I'll give you two answers. I'll give you my personal opinion, and I'll give you the official explanation. The official explanation is that the shows aren't getting enough viewers to generate ad revenue. There aren't that many people who want to tune into the daytime Emmys, even though we all apparently know people who want to watch the show. Uh, when it comes down to the actual number of people who are tuning in, there's not a way to make money. So supposedly... 
uh, ATI, who, if you remember, two weeks ago we had Jim Romanovich on, who talked about, he was one of the producers, and he talked about the upcoming telecast. Apparently, ATI came up with this great way for last year the CW and this way, this year the CBS, to come up with a new format for the show to not lose the money and not have, I guess, a, a huge amount of money offset. Now, for me, I think my personal opinion is that it's really hard for any network to put together a show that the fans don't find fault with. There really is only a limited amount of time that they can have for the show based upon the cost. And every year I read that people think the, award, the Emmys are fixed. Uh, there were plenty of people on the SoapCentral.com Facebook page who felt that the only reason CBS soaps and actors won Emmys was because the Emmys were on CBS. That's yeah. not the case. I mean, they were voted for long before there was even a network for the Emmys. Right. Um, people complained about the entertainment aspect. They didn't. They want to tune in and just watch, see who the soap winners are. But what? Yeah, and they had all that other added-on stuff. What people need to realize is that while it seems that the soap fans are the most vocal and they have the most soap categories shown on air, in terms of percentage, soap viewers are actually a minority for daytime television. Between the judge shows and the talk shows and the children's shows, soaps don't have the large share anymore. So they're putting together a telecast for basically for soap fans when soap fans aren't the majority of viewers uh, who actually are watching shows that are honored by the daytime Emmys. But they did so some other side things that I really enjoyed. I love the thing they did for Dick Clark, like the Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, they had some really nice things that they did that weren't soap-related, but I think a lot of soap fans still appreciated. I loved the Dick Clark thing, too. I thought it was great, and it was wonderful that he was there and he got to experience it instead of him being passed away already. Right. But there were other things missing. You know, we hardly got to see any of the stars. We didn't see so many women in their beautiful dresses, which we all want to see. So it's just the pre-show that you really particularly missed. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get to see who passed away this year. Well, they don't do I mean, that. Any, I mean, they know, haven't done that for I know that they haven't years. done that for a few years, but I think people want to remember their stars that passed away. I would have liked to have seen a few clips of James Mitchell. Right. You know? And I, I just don't understand, like, you know, does everything have to make money? Can't they ever just say, you know, we have these shows on our network during the day. Let's give them a decent... Emmy show, you know, I, I don't know why it has to be this way every year. Now, you know, of course, as soon as it's over, they say, oh, maybe we won't do it anymore. And that's heartbreaking to those of us who watch Satan dramas. No, I, I, I definitely, I mean, I'm right there as a soap fan. I'm right there with you. But, you know, I, I think it's hard to convince anyone, not just the network, just people in general, to do something at a loss, yeah, especially I now. Uh, I know that... Yeah, I, I just know that it would probably be really hard-pressed to find anyone anywhere. Uh, there are people cutting down on charitable contributions. There are people cutting down on the amount of uh, volunteer work that they do. It's just I think that uh, money, yeah, unfortunately, has shame. really become the driving force. And actually, aside from the uh, Dick Clark tribute, I thought it was one of the worst shows ever. Really? Of course, all the commercials were the same. And I was just, like, going out of my mind and leaving the room every time the commercials came out. And it was always the same two commercials. That's really? why you need to, to get a DVR so you can tape it and fast-forward I did commercials. that. I, you know, I did that. I, I put it in my DVR, but I want to watch it while it's on. Like, right. you know, that's the fun of it. Oh, absolutely. And I was just like, can they come up with any other sponsors besides Feed the Children and whoever the other one was that I forget now? 
Well, now you know why it was so hard to get together the show. I want to thank you, Emily. We're coming up here on a break, and I don't want to run long, so (laughs) I have to cut my show short. So thank you so much for calling. Take care, Dan. Thanks for having the show. Oh, absolutely, Emily. Bye. Bye. Now, Emily, we were talking a little bit about some of the other people are calling it extraneous, but other people are calling it vacancy aspects of the show. I thought, for the most part, I thought that they accomplished their goal in putting together an Emmy telecast that was entertaining, uh, hopefully for people who aren't avid soap fans who maybe were flipping around the dial, certainly the Dick Clark tribute, having the Blue Man Group and the Lion King and Cirque du Soleil. And I, I thought it made for at least one of the more interesting and different right. awards telecasts. No, I found it very appealing, and I thought it would definitely broaden their audience because, like you said, people that aren't daytime fans in particular would still want to watch that. There's a lot of people that can't get to Vegas and would love to see parts of those shows and probably found that part of the show more enjoyable than the soap portion. So if we're we're looking at getting the, the broadcast on a national network and we want to get a broad base of fans, that's kind of the way to do it, I think. I have to agree. I think that, you know, certainly... The show has to be entertaining. How boring would it be just to have someone go up and say, you know, the nominees for Outstanding Lead Actor are. Right. And the winner is. And then go, if you're going to do that, it's almost make more sense to either not have a telecast or do it on the Internet or, as I always joke, from my living room, because I don't think that that's <laughs> entertaining to fans. If you notice, they didn't even do the, the usual show introductions for Best Show. Normally they scatter them throughout the telecast. Yeah, they, they didn't waited do until that at the all. end. Yeah. Well, I think, too, there's another, you know, another option would be if, if people want a pre-show, it could be something like on iTunes and people could go and, you know, pay a dollar ninety nine or whatever and watch the pre-show as people are coming in on the red carpet and the fans that really wanted to see that could see that at, a you know, a couple bucks a piece and they'd still make a little money. And Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I can actually tell you I had put in a request to be able to cover live red carpet feed on SoapCentral.com, and mm-hmm. it is something that is strictly controlled. There is, I guess, a policy in place that prevents it from being broadcast live just by anyone. So it is wasn't it like something a union that, issue? I think it's more of an academy issue. I, I wasn't really given a, a total explanation, but I think that certainly they want to control what's being put out there. They don't want it to be done you know, not tastefully. And I certainly also think that they want to make some money off of it. So anybody who would run a pre-show like they'd done on SoapNet in the past, and I think the CW had one last year, they, they sell ad space around it. There's a way to promote it. They can promote their shows. So there's money to be made and done there. But again, people weren't watching the pre-shows. It, only people come out of the work to, to say that they miss it after it's taken away. But when it's on, people aren't watching. So right. It's sort of one of those things that you don't know what you've got till it's gone, and then it's too late to get it back. That's <laughs> exactly because now that it's gone and they they found a way to get around it, now you'd really have to convince them to want to bring it back. And the ratings were up and mixed for this year's telecast, so hopefully it'll be on another network next year. But you know, as of right now, as Emily had said it looks like we'll be in the same situation next year where there may not be a network that wants it. Now, we're getting ready to come up here on the halfway mark. Okay. So I want to encourage people. There are still some callers on the line. I want to let them know that they can call 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. You can still get on the lines and be part of the show. 
when we come back with more of our last word on the Daytime Emmys here on Soap Central Live. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to another edition of I Left My Voice in Vegas on <laughs> Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I'm joined by the General Hospital Two Scoops columnist for SoapCentral.com, Tammy Lou. And we're talking about the daytime Emmys. Now, we do have some callers on the line, so before we jabber on a little bit more, let's welcome Matt from New York. Matt? Hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Dan, I have an Emmy to give out. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Who are we giving the Emmy to? The Emmy for the absolute most outstanding website dedicated to daytime drama has to go to SoapCentral.com. Yay! I agree with that. Thank you. And I oh. want to thank you for your show. I want to thank you for the site. It's an awesome site. Tammy Lou, you're one of my favorite Two Scoops people. Oh, thank you. You made my day. <laughs> I like GH. It's probably not my top, but I, I love your, your uh, column. Your, your, your tune in tomorrow's always crack me up. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one laughing at myself. That would be sad. I don't know where you come <laughs> up with some of that. Well, now that you've buttered us up, Matt, I'm waiting for you to lower the boom. Let's oh, no, the boom is not on you. The only thing is, well, uh, well the, some of the categories were kind of rough, but I was, I guess, only because I, I love 
as the world turns. And so I was glad that they got three of the acting nods. It was kind of like <laughs> good for you and kind of a smack to CBS in a way. It was, it was really, it was like a thumbing their nose. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and I, I too, I love Mar West. And I, I was so glad. But I was glad for Michael Park. He probably, yeah. in my opinion, I, I, I'm not sure that I would have picked him myself. I mean, I think he's a great actor. I don't know if I would have definitely would you picked him. in that category? Oh, oh, it would have to be. It, it would. It would be rough. I'm trying to remember the other nominees. You, do you remember sure. them offhand? I can't uh, John Lindstrom, Michael Park, Peter Bergman, uh, uh, Doug, Doug Davidson, Davidson, Doug Davidson, yeah, and James Scott from Days yeah. of Our Lives. I was torn. I have to tell you, I was probably torn between Michael Park and John Lindstrom, only because I, John Lindstrom has just really made Craig. Such, so much his own, and that that is one thing. I mean, I love Michael Park, I always have, and I've always wanted him to win. So it was it's just because it was really close. Because I think there's some great actors in that category, and even with the lead actress, I was surprised about um, Julie Pinson. That kind of caught me in the supporting. That was actually of almost all of the categories. That was my biggest surprise. I actually, and I'll admit, hopefully she's not listening. I ranked her fifth out of five in the supporting actress category. It was. Who would you pick, Dan? It was just like watching someone. uh, You know, it's just like watching someone's uh, regular everyday conversation. I mean, I I know that's probably the best thing about acting if it doesn't look like acting. Yeah. But it didn't have the highs and the lows and the craziness of alters and, uh, you know, uh, stealing babies and and that (laughs) we've come to expect. So I was really surprised. But she's an actress who I wanted to see have an Emmy already particularly back from some of her work on Port Charles. Yeah, most definitely. I loved her as Eve on Port Charles. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I, I kind of thought that they were going to give it to Brie. I, I really kind of did, and I was surprised that they didn't. But, you know, and like I said, in a way, to me, it was kind of the NFL, you know, as the world turns, which was right, uh, CBS, which was fine with me because I that and the tribute I thought was – I really, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying about the Emmy telecast, and I definitely hear that. I just felt that the tribute was kind of, like, really cruddy. I, I, yeah, you know, they did the same thing, though, with Guiding Light last they did. year. They did. The, they cut the one that the guy actually did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it would have been any way that in even the full two-hour telecast, if they had given the full two-hour telecast, to As the World Turns, or last year to Guiding Light, I still don't know that two hours would have done it justice. You're talking 50-some years. You're talking 70-some yeah. years. Yeah. How do you put that all together in, in 90 seconds? Now, I forgot to ask Emily this question. I know you did. But I'm <laughs> going to ask you. My you mom. You won an Emmy. Who's the first person that you thank? My mom, for sure. My mom. She is just my biggest, um, she's my biggest supporter in everything that I do. That's awesome. So that's that would definitely have been my mom, and I would have picked GH over. I like B and B also, too. but I think I think I I agree with you as a whole. If you're looking at something as a whole, I would have I was surprised that B and B won. Yeah, uh, you know, but the only the of the all the categories, I think the only one that was a surefire no surprise was General Hospital winning for directing. Directing, yeah. I, I actually right. made an announcement in the press room before everything started that if General Hospital did not win for directing, I would get up and walk out. 
Wow. Really? Fortunately, they watched it. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if Chriselle Stars was Chriselle Stars nominated, uh, pre-nominated. Yes. I was really. I wanted her at, with that episode last year when she had the baby. I, or, you know, and she had to pretend the baby was dead, and her acting in those episodes. I wanted her to get an Emmy. I thought she was phenomenal, and I want to get her back on the show if she'll talk about it to find out exactly what she submitted because I agree with you. I, uh, I really was surprised about that, and and that really kind of that kind of disappointed me. I was glad for Julie Berman, though. I, I I've always loved her. I love her stuff. So, well, I want to thank you, Matt. First of all, for giving me a, a commemorative Emmy. I appreciate that. <laughs> And for also for your support and for calling in today. And so for the kind you. words for me. Thank you. Uh, awesome. You guys are great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Matt. Bye, Matt. All right. Well, we are still talking about the daytime Emmys, the 37th annual. I don't even think I can really remember many of the other uh, Emmys now that we're, we're still talking about this one. It was very memorable for me, and you can still I'm get I'm still in. waiting to hear about the gossip about the roller coaster. Okay, so... Let me give the number again for people who want to call in before I gossip. It's 866. <laughs> I don't know why I'm whispering. I guess because I have no voice. 866-472-5788. You're able to call in, and you'll be part of our last word on the Daytime Emmys 2010. So here's the gossip. Okay, Apparently, I'm a soap journalist was spotted cavorting in the casinos and on a roller coaster at the New York, New York Casino Hotel with some of the members of the All My Children cast. And which person would this be? It was me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if you remember, I, I like to give updates from guests who've been on the show, and I actually just thought of another update. But if you recall a few weeks back, uh, Denise Vassy and Stephanie Gachet from All My Children were on. Yes. And we were discussing our mutual love of all things roller coaster, and I challenged Denise to ride the roller coaster with me in Las Vegas, and she said she would, and she is a woman of her word. We met up uh, in the New York New York Casino. We tooled around and did this and did that, and we were actually joined by J.R. Martinez, who, of course, brought. He was there. That's he, the coolest coaster, too, that goes outside around the building. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was actually really a lot of fun. It was a good time. Uh, it was, you know, completely not off the record, but it, it wasn't work-related. It was just... Uh, sitting and chatting and talking about uh, Las Vegas, and, and both were extremely nice, even, you know, uh, when the cameras are off. They were, they were very just great to talk to. They were a lot of fun. I, I couldn't hear if Jr. screamed or not. I know Denise, <laughs> uh, oh, she, hopefully she won't kill me for saying this, but the whole way up as we were going up the incline, I kept hearing her say, I don't remember the roller coaster being like this. I don't remember the roller coaster being like this. And I didn't either, but I don't think that they've changed the roller coaster since uh, we last had a chance to ride it. But, no, it was, it was there. And, I mean, there were people milling about everywhere. I ran into Melissa Claire Egan and Chriselle Staus. They were checking out the Viva Elvis Cirque du Soleil performance over oh, at yes. the area. Um, you know, there were people, the entire cast of The Young and the Restless, I think, was in the coffee shop one day. Uh, before the Emmys. Did anybody uh, win big money in the casino? That's what I want to hear about, too. Did we get some gambling stories? I don't know. Uh, I, you know, uh, I don't know where everyone is. There are so many places to choose from that it's really impossible to tell who was where and what was who, because you don't know who you're looking for at any right. given hotel, and there's so many people. No, I did hear that a lot of people played some of the table games at the Las Vegas Hilton. That was completely on the I other think, side know. from where I was, so I wasn't there being nosy. Uh, I mean, I was being nosy. But I wasn't. <laughs> it's your uh, job to be nosy. It's not being nosy. It's being a dedicated journalist. 
Absolutely. And of course, uh, so we have two minutes. I can also share uh, another quick follow-up story. For folks who remember Shelley Hennig, who was an outstanding Younger Actress nominee this year. She appeared on Soap Central Live as well. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of the show, she gave me a hard time about saying that she was going to wear a tie-dyed dress for <laughs> the Daytime Emmys. And she showed up at the Daytime Emmys this year wearing a beautiful, solid blue dress. <laughs> and she came over, and as she was approaching, I let her know, that doesn't look like a tie-dyed <laughs> dress. And she See, was, oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. She said, I really wanted to wear one. She said, preferably orange, but she couldn't find one. Wow, that's a new fashion market for some designer out there. Are you listening, designers? There's a market for tie-dye dresses. Well, I'm listening because I gave her, on the spot, a tie dot T-shirt. <laughs> so now she can at least have, uh, it's not exactly a Brahmi, and it's not exactly a Cavalli <laughs> or a Dolce & Gabbana, but it's a SoapCentral.com tie-dyed T-shirt. So. Maybe she'll wear it next year. I kind of hope not, because I don't want people to say she was the worst dressed for wearing a T-shirt <laughs> on the red carpet. That's the last thing I need. <laughs> but we will talk a little bit about fashion. Do you happen to have any thoughts of some of the best or worst dressed? Well, I may or may I, I'm not the uh, expert on fashion. Neither am I, but I pretend to be. <laughs> so. But there were some that I particularly did not like, but just that's my personal preference. The uh, Katie well, McLean we'll, dress with the we'll, pimp no, we'll sleeves. We'll talk about who it is. We'll talk about who okay. it is afterwards, and maybe some of them needed to wear a Brahmi. But we'll <laughs> talk about that when we come back on the other side of our last break here on this edition of Subcentral Live. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to iBet SoapCentral.com on 16 Red on the Roulette Wheel and fortunately one edition of Soap Central Live. <laughs> I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I am still joined by our columnist from SoapCentral.com for General Hospitals, Two Scoops, Tammy Lou. Tammy Lou, thank you for spending the hour talking about all this crazy Emmy madness with me. I'm having a blast, Dan. Thanks for asking me. Well, I'm always glad when you're able to come on the show. Now, we've already established in the last segment you are not a fashion expert. I no. am not as well. Uh, I prefer to have someone dress me if at all possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, quickly, uh, are there any standouts for best dressed in your head? And for folks who want to check out the pictures, go to SoapCentral.com slash Emmys. And on the right-hand side, pick fashion, and you'll be able to look at like 50-some photos of red carpet arrivals. So go ahead. Who are some of your memorable dressed people? Well, I really like the way Julie Marie Berman was dressed. I thought she looked absolutely gorgeous. In the black and white yes. little ensemble. Yes, I thought that was adorable. But, she, you know, I don't know how she could dress badly. She's so gorgeous. She looks good in anything. And although I realize this was on the worst dress list, Uh-oh. Michelle Stafford, I would love to have a body to be able to pull off that dress. <laughs> You know, I don't like to talk. Yeah, I don't like to talk. It just, I I don't know. It's like a biker chick or something, but she she still looks pretty good. Oh, it just, I think I saw a woman of the night wearing something similar. (laughs) And that was what bothered me. It wasn't, I don't know. I mean, she looked, uh, she does look fabulous. It was just, it was surprising, I think, more than anything else. There was just a lot of clothing missing. Now, Kimberly McCullough looked kind of like zombie on crack or something. I didn't, I was not crazy about that. I'm pro- she'll probably never, I, I'm now on her blacklist forever. <laughs> but coming on the show now. I, I know, I, I know. I mean, she's adorable. I just, that I was not crazy about that look for her. She's just so cute, and she just, it just didn't work for me. I did pick some of the best dressed. And actually, I was assisted in picking some of the best dressed by the lovely and talented Katie McLean. Wonderful. sat behind me on the airplane ride home from Las Vegas, uh, minding my own business. We had chatted before, and all of a sudden, while we were 30,000 feet in the air or what have you, I get smacked on the back of the head. Kind of. <laughs> like, who is? It was Katie McLean wanting to scoot up and look at some of the Emmy food, photos with me. So we, we checked out some of the Emmy photos and... Uh, I made sure that she got some of her her own, but I picked three for the best dressed. I think the overall best dressed was Beth Chamberlain, Beth Rains from Guiding Light. She was an Emmy nominee who had almost everything donated because she's no longer on a show, so she didn't have the resources of a show to help her get together. She looked stunning. The picture, she looks great. In person, she looked even more stunning. I also thought that Judy Evans looked great. In it's sort of like a it was a burgundy something or another, and then the the bodice I, I've learned this from Project Runway, so don't judge me. The no, bodice no, no. <laughs> apparently was sort of a nude color and had little strategically placed 
flowers and stuff. Who needs a... Well, and Crystal Khalil had some sort of feathery dress. Uh, and it just, it flowed as she walked. You know, there was movement. Apparently that's big. I know Tyra Banks on her show talks about, you know, wind in the hair, and so does Wendy Williams and whatever. Uh, and it's nice to see her because she's been in the cancer storyline for so long looking kind of frumpy. It was nice to see her back to looking like her regular beautiful self that she is. So And, and she had a baby. I mean, she I know. had a baby not that long ago, and you, you wouldn't even You'd know it. You'd never know she, it. No, she's so tiny. And she posed with Chubby Checker, and they picked up a feather that <laughs> fell on her outfit. It was, it was really kind of nice. Now, before we get too far in here, we do have another caller. We have okay. Becky from just down I-95 in Maryland. Becky, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, hello. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on, the, on the page right now looking at everybody's dresses, and the one that looks good to me is Julie Pinson. I think she looks like a fantasy in fuchsia. In, the, in yeah. that hot pink fuchsia. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was one of the most vibrant colors of anyone on yeah. the red carpet. Yeah, uh, she she is a beautiful woman, and it's nice to see her all dolled up because uh, the uh, the budget cuts on as the world turns, you never get to see uh, many of the characters uh, glitzed up. So she she really worked it. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I think there was you mentioned glitzed up. I think there was a lot of glitter. I don't know if it was the allure of Las Vegas, but uh, since you're you're there, Bobby Eeks was just looked very Fuzzy. nice. Yes, very glittery, very very pretty. Um, Colleen Zank looked. Re- you know, it wasn't a traditional dress, but she looked incredible. Uh, I thought she looked really great, and so did uh, Lisa LeCicero. She looked in, in a, a gold. She looked like an Emmy statuette. She looked. She's uh, gorgeous anyway. I mean, she's another glitter. one of those people that's just breathtaking. Now yeah. we have to also put you on the spot before we get to the other question, Becky. Oh. Is there anyone who stands out for you as maybe not one of the best dressed? Sharon Case was a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put that photo up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think she was a little bit, um, <clears throat> a little bit uh, happy to be there, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, uh, I think she had a, a few um, um, pre-Emmy cocktails. cocktails. <laughs> you know, it was Las Vegas. You could be drunk on just the, the, the atmosphere, I think. Now, I, I have a tendency to, I think, agree with those. Now, before we... Get low on time. I also want to ask you: Was there anything about the winners that were announced that you were surprised about? Well, everybody is saying Drew Tyler Bell was um, was a surprise, but given the caliber of talent in that category, I mean, was he all that bad? I don't know. It was, was a decent than- scene. I mean, I watched it, and I actually have him. I think I may have pegged him as second. Um, you know, there was he had what he wanted. It was a pretty subtle performance. He let loose on his mom, his dad, his sister, you know, anybody who was listening. Uh, that's always good. It obviously it worked for for Julie Berman. She let loose on people. Um, mm. I didn't think it was going to be the one that won, but, <laughs> but I don't think that it was yeah. terrible. But but here's the thing: Bold and the Beautiful does two good shows a year, and they. <laughs> <laughs> and they get Emmys for two good Betty White, you know, dies, and then Storm, the only good actor in the show, gets killed off. He dies. They win Emmys for for two, you know, and then the rest of the year is I'm sleeping with my 18 year old daughter's boyfriend with because a mask he had a on. Mask on it. <laughs> yeah, that 
<laughs> I try not to talk about that because sooner or later that's going to get me in in all kinds of trouble. It almost got me into trouble when it happened here on the show. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. It's I I agree with you that it's so strange to be able to put together one or two really good episodes. And certainly, let's not leave General Hospital out of it. General Hospital does a lot of big stunt episodes in sweeps months, which they end up submitting, and they've won for some of those. Right. Uh, All My Children did the big Who Killed Adam but Not Really Adam storyline. That was a big sort of stunt as well. Um, so, I mean, it's not just... But the they have the quality, overall quality. You know, I mean, B&B is just basically who who am i going to who what inappropriate person am i going to be impregnated by and who you know exactly right <laughs> no and, now and, we're we're coming down here on our 2 minute warning becky so i have to pose to you the question if you were to be given an award perhaps an emmy of your own who would be the first person that you thanked i thank jesus and um my mommy and daddy Aww. my dog named boo and, uh, oh, my God, my publicists and my lawyers. <laughs> I think we need lawyers ourselves after picking today's so. show. I want to thank you for calling in, Becky. I appreciate it. Thank you. Can I listen in to the other oh, absolutely. people? Thanks, thank Becky. Thank you. We are at the two-minute warning, Tammy Lou. So let, uh, let me try to think if there's anything else that we haven't discussed. Well, let me detour slightly from the Emmys, kind of, and give folks a preview of what's coming up in some of our upcoming shows. Uh, John Lindstrom, from we've just mentioned, is a daytime Emmy nominee from this past year from As the World Turns, and of course previously from Port Charles and General Hospital. Right. He is here in Philadelphia this week for the world premiere of his feature film, You Can't Have It All. It is about a 50-something-year-old man who comes to realize all of a sudden that he's gay. There you go. And he falls for one of the more unlikely people. It also the film also features Natalia Sigliuti, who was Anita on All My Children, mm-hmm. in a, a really memorable role. It's she's very entertaining. Uh, now I'm is hoping this in wide release. Is it out all over well, the country? It is here specifically at the. Q-Fest, which used to be called the Philadelphia International Gay and Lesbian Film Festival. Mm-hmm. They're here in town for that. Uh, there is some talk that there are some distributors interested in the film to maybe get a little more wide release. Um, so hopefully we'll have them on next week. Wonderful. But since we're running on time, short on time, you can check all of that out at SoapCentral.com. I'll have pictures and more from that. I want to thank you, Tammy Lou, for dropping by. It is always a pleasure when you drop by the show. Oh, thanks so much, Dan. I always enjoy talking to you, on or off the air. Oh, oh I'll remember that. I may call. I want to also <laughs> thank the callers who called and took part in today's show. I want to thank everyone who's listening, both live and in our archives. And, of course, to Michael, the engineer for the show, who always does a great job of making sure that I don't fall apart, even with no voice. So <laughs> until next week, when who knows what will happen, who knows who will be on the show, stay tuned to SoapCentral.com for all of your latest soap news, and keep it locked here for more of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.